0: It's Megan and Kimberly,
1: and you've entered room 237, the The bonus.
0: bonus. (laughs) So, last week we watched the movie Midsummer. Yes, we did. Or Midsummer, however you want to pronounce it. And so, this week we thought we'd talk a little about runes, the runic alphabet, and also a little bit about Midsummer festivals in general and that kind of stuff. Yes. Kimberly, kick us off. All
1: right. So we're going to talk a little bit about the runic alphabet background. I um, mean, if you've seen the movie, like runes play a, a big part. A huge part. A yeah. huge part. It's pretty important. In the movie. So like I so said, we wanted to give you a little bit more clarity about what it is. So, it's runes, confusing. It is. Runes are the letters in a set of related alphabets known as the runic alphabets. Mm-hmm. There are 24 runes and each one has a name. The names are based on the first sound
0: of each symbol. It's I already feel a little bit <laughs> overwhelmed right? honestly but so the runic alphabet was used to write various Germanic languages before the adoption of the Latin alphabet yes but until the early 20th century runes were used in rural Sweden for decorative purposes in Dalarna, which is a county in Sweden, and on the runic calendar.
1: So the runes are written as a continuous line of text. So they didn't have any spaces between the words or sentences. Just one long run-on sentence. Yes, which I can't stand. <laughs> I hate that I hate shit a run-on sentence. so much. It annoys me so much. Whenever <laughs> someone emails me at work and it's a run-on sentence, I'm like, oh,
0: can't take you seriously per me, my last me, email. You're too dumb you're, to work here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Germanic tribes people believe not that the rune was invented so much as they were eternal. They've always been. They were pre-existing in the known world. And each of them carried a significance beyond just their pronunciation. So they're magical. Oh, there's a there, there lot. There's a lot happening on these fucking runes. Like
1: There are like three best-known runic alphabets. And they're like the elder...
0: Fukark? Fukark?
1: food Fukark? The Anglo-Saxon Futark and the Younger Futark. The Younger Futark is divided, divided further, like even more so than the other ones. And it's long branch runes, short branch, and housing. The Younger Futark developed further into the Medieval runes
0: and Delacarlion runes. That's a lot. That's, that's... It's a lot of words with O's and A's that have the umlaut over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are hard to say. They're real hard to pronounce because we're not Swedish. Or... You know, from Germany or have any kind of knowledge of other languages besides English, because we're stupid Americans. And some Spanish. Very little Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about runic magic. Let's do it. There is some evidence that, in addition to being a writing system, runes historically also served the purpose of magic. Ooh, which is like a little fancy. Hello. <laughs>
1: the word rune itself means secret or mystery. I'm already intrigued. Uh, Right. (laughs) So the characters, they each contain their own magical attributes. and each rune's pronunciation, not just the visual symbols, carries a meaning as well. So like, I guess, in this way, they're symbols with significance. They're a visual representation of spoken magic. The words that the runes make up Therefore, contain new or more meaning and intention in the sounds they create when they are spoken. Like
0: it's, it's a lot of in-depth information. It's not just, so for example, it's not just a letter A on a page. No. The A means, yes, it means A, but it also means all this other shit. Yes. It feels very in-depth and much more fancy than English. Because right. <laughs>
1: like. here an A is an A.
0: Right. We're just like A, B. <laughs> <laughs> so runes have always been associated with the god Odin who is, as you know, a Norse god. He's also a little Germanic, but mostly Norse. And even they were being utilized by early Germanic tribes. So Odin was a dominant god in the pantheon of many gods at the Mm -hmm. time. He moved north with the people as they moved north with their beliefs and their culture and their traditions. He was revered as the highest magician. So the holiest of holies, the big daddy, and all the cults of Odin, they rose to power, and the runes and the rune stones remained under his domain, his magical his domain. magical domain. So there's a bunch of evidence,
1: like, dating back to the 16th century on runes, but I guess today we're going to focus, like, more on, like, the modern aspects, like, how runes got popular in today's world. Okay. So in 1982, Ralph Bloom published The Book of Runes, a handbook for the use of an ancient oracle.
0: I'm intrigued by that title.
1: Yes, right. And this is like used as a divinatory method. And the book came with a small bag of round tiles with runes stamped on them. Right. Like I would have
0: loved this. Yeah. And uh, this—it's like giving tarot cards, and they like, like giving they a tarot, tarot card the book, and they give you the
1: cards. <laughs> so this book is the most famous catalyst for rune casting, which is throwing the rune tiles on a white cloth and then interpreting their meaning much like tarot. Yes. Um, since its publication back in 1982 this book has never gone out of print.
0: That's so people love it. Rune throwing is so weird to me. <laughs> I've like my only reference for runes up until this point, sad to say, is Harry Potter. Oh, do they do that in Harry <laughs> well, Potter? Well, Hermione takes like a rune class, I believe. Oh. And then I guess I've seen rune throwing like to do divination and stuff in yeah. other movies, but it's never been like I've never seen it in person. You know, I that kind I of thing. knew
1: about it just because I'm in a lot of witch forums, right. of course, and everyone has like their own divinatory like practices, whether it's like a pendulum or tarot. I like tarot and pendulums, yeah. not so much runes. Not no shade. I just I haven't gotten into it.
0: But everyone has their own thing. So, like, runes people... seem much more intricate and involved, like yeah. knowing the knowledge of all of it, uh-huh. the background of each rune. I guess tarot cards are similar, but. The pendulum thing to me is real weird because it's like, oh, if it goes one way, it's a girl. If it goes another way, it's a boy. That's the only <laughs> thing I know about pendulums. Oh, when you put
1: it over, like, the mom's stomach? Or, like, yeah, like a picture or
0: something. i the same. you. Great. Okay. <laughs> so, in 1984, Stephen Flowers published a series of books under the pseudonym Edred Thorson, which detailed his own original method of runic divination and magic called Odinism. And it was loosely based on historical sources.
1: Loosely based? Yeah. I wonder just how. Just like a fucking yeah. horror movie is loosely <laughs> right. based on real events. In 1990, <laughs> a guy named Stephen Grundy, an American, who
0: went by Kevdlof Gunderson, he just His, had to make he, him sound he, <laughs> a little more Swedish. Right. He had that Gunderson with the two Stephen S's. Stephen
1: Grundy. He was like, nah, I'm authentic. He was like, as
0: Grundy but. is bullshit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going go.
1: <laughs> Gunderson. <laughs> He described the runic magic as like active principles as opposed to like passive interpretations. So he held the position that runic magic uses the runes to affect the world outside based on the archetypes they represent. Most of Grundy's runic magic entails being in possession of a physical entity that is graved with any or all of the individual runes or staves. Would you say staffs? staves? I would say staves. staves yeah. so,
0: or staves, so as to practically work with their energy. It's so you have to have it in your hand, yeah. basically. Yes, pretty much. It's very confusing. I yeah. Honestly, when you sent this to me, I read it like five times mm-hmm. and I was like, what no, the hell gotta, is happening here?
1: The individual runes are then reddened with either blood, yep. dyes, or paint, <laughs> like in Midsommar. Mm-hmm. The act of possessing the stave in its final form serves the purpose of affecting the world of the form with the rune might. That's a lot. Oh, it That's is. That's a lot. Stephen was doing the most.
0: <laughs> yeah. But after they used them, the runes were discarded or destroyed. Yes, Grundy also said, because I can't call him Thor Gunderson. His name is Grundy. It's Grundy he also held that each rune had a certain sound to it Uh and it needed to be chanted or sung so the sound had in common with the phonetic value by which it represented so if it represented the ah sound you need to chant ah Uh or whatever This act of singing or chanting is supposed to have the same or even more of an effect of using the staves in their physical form. So you got it in your hand. Right. You're an American, whether you even fucking know. You're from New York, too, I think. Like... (laughs) Calm your tits but he was like hold that rock but also maybe ah uh, a little bit of chanting which we did see in mid yeah, they is. had chanting and, and like, singing this, you
1: know what's gonna kick this shit
0: up a little bit y'all singing sing it. people love fucking singing as we learned earlier the devil loves a choral yeah, number yes. so let's do this and I'm shit ch- na- <laughs> so
1: a cute little side note I love a cute side we note we do <laughs> Grundy edited and co-wrote both editions of the handbook of the troth called Our Our (laughs) troth. The troth is an American based international heathen organization. Heathen here, meaning a
0: modern pagan religion. So, when I feel like when Americans talk about heathens or Mm -hmm. that you're a heathen or a hedonism, it's derogatory. Whereas here, it's just like it's a modern pagan. pagan. It's a pagan religion. It's not a negative connotation. Yeah. So, the trough was founded by Edred Thorson and James Chisholm. And Edred, we talked about a little bit earlier. Yeah. He also was just a dude named Flowers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All trying to make themselves cute. Right. Fun little note. The leadership of Thorson and Chisholm became controversial in the late 1980s and early 90s because of their association with the Satanist Temple of Set. Which we've talked about. Which we have talked talked
1: about. That's a Satanist temple. They are always... Everywhere, They are everywhere. They're in
0: every nook and cranny. Like Michelle Branch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My bad. So anyway, in a nutshell, runic magic is used to answer the questions of the unknown, to set your intentions like all magic, or to the further details of like a future event. So, like all magic, it speaks to our, like, basic human need to answer questions of the unknown and to be
0: in some kind of control of your destiny. We do love to be in control of our destiny. Everybody's always looking for the answer. You know, what's going to happen to me? We all take those stupid quizzes. Those
1: bestie quizzes? Those bestie
0: quizzes. Like, when are you going to get married? Sure. Same thing. Let's talk about the real Midsummer Festival versus what was going on in the movie. Okay. Okay. So Midsummer Festival celebrates the beginning of summer, and it takes place between June 19th and June 25th. Okay. It's only six days. <laughs> they had it's a, a nine-day day fest yeah. in the movie, but we got six here in the, real life. Various countries from all over the world organize Midsummer events. We have Sweden's Midsummer Eve, which is a Friday, and a national holiday. And I am not mad at the Swedes for Me that. Me either. I also believe that the Swedish people, it kind of have like a whole month. Like, okay, Midsummer begins our summer holiday and since we're in Sweden and we only got like six weeks of summer, let's be honest. We're gonna <laughs> We're gonna festival the shit the out of shit this. out of this thing. We're all taking off work. We're all going out to the country just get shit faced off of wine and stuff and party and live our lives. I am not mad at this. I'm not mad at, at it, all at all. I would like to be Sweden. It's it's Swedish. So Sweden, Swedish. Swedish. <laughs> you know what also Swedish people have like the best like quality of quality life quality of life in the world. Yep. So they're on to something there. They here. are
1: so, in real life, as opposed to taking place every nine years, like the mo- or 90. every 90 years like the movie, the summer solstice is celebrated annually in Sweden.
0: That's right. And although Ari Aster took very drastic <laughs> liberties with the festival premise, the main location of Harga is, in fact, a real place. Yes. And he chose this place because it's of its association with the real Swedish
1: legends. And that Say was it. called... <laughs> Hargleton.
0: Very good. I'm proud of you. So,
1: in this legend, the devil arrives in Harga, and he's disguised as a fiddler, and tricks the young locals into dancing themselves to death, kind of like Danny's Maypole yeah. dance.
0: She was dancing for her life, man. Yeah, she man. was
1: dancing for her life, and you had all those fiddlers walking around. <laughs> they were playing the Ugh. drums and shit in yeah, the background, getting it. So, Midsummer incorporates the Harga song, into their storyline, which we discuss, is Danny yes. participating in the Harga-like inspired dancing competition, and then she becomes the May Queen.
0: The May Queen. So visually, Midsummer, the movie, stays true to some real-life customs of Midsummer, the festival. Hmm. For example, we got the maypole there. Maypoles are traditionally staged to bring good fortune and health to the locals. Specifically, in terms of farming and peace of mind. Okay, make you a little happy. It make you a little happy. Get you some food in your belly. Get some drink in we there. Get some dance. <laughs> Come on now. So, in
1: addition, Sweden's or Swedish Midsummer Festival, their customs involve the use of flowers for decoration, which is especially prevalent throughout all of Midsummer. Yes. So,
0: <laughs> everyone is
1: Coachella'd up with a headpiece
0: so many flowers
1: for sure and most notably in the final scene when danny the may queen is just swagged out from head to toe in flowers she looks ridiculous she does
0: she can't even walk hard to describe how she looks like i feel like we may have to post a picture it's just the craziest thing you've ever seen it is now in the movie maya places an item under christian's bed and hides pubic hair in his food gross which is gross Real-life Scandinavian customs involve single women placing seven flowers under their pillow on Midsummer's Eve, hoping to see their future bridegroom's face in their dreams. Hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at that. not mad at that. Try either. it out, girl. See how it happens. Just put seven little flowers under there. <laughs> it see what happens. to be happens. different. Yes. Seven, which seven we would never different. find here in Houston. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> I have to go to the, like, the, uh, the yep. nursery. Right. But you have to, like, pick them, too. You can't just, like, go and buy them. So... We don't have that many no. wildflowers here in Houston. You be shit out of We'd luck. Be,
1: yeah. So another liberty that Aster takes with, you know, his pulling from real life, like cultural things is pulling from like hoodoo or Sicilian folk magic. We
0: did talk about voodoo and yes. a little bit of hoodoo. Yeah. And they're very close. Before. Yeah.
1: So the tapestry that the group looks on... When they're at the village, like Connie and Simon are like, what the fuck is this? It's and- that close up oh, yes. of the pubes. Yeah. <laughs> it has a depiction of a woman clipping pubic hairs and then like menstruating into a cup. And then she serves it to a man who becomes like possessed with her love. You so see gross. like his little eyes on a trance. <laughs> yeah. So this is an actual practice for some people. And like, like so the hoodoo, Sicilian folk magic. It's believed that serving menstrual blood to a man will capture his attention there is no need for a spell. There's no <laughs> so chanting. You just put a little the woman's scent is added to the man's consciousness and then he'll become obsessed with her and never stray. So there are men in these cultures who are warned from like a really young age, don't accept any brown or red drinks <laughs> or food, you any can red never sauces, enjoy, like spaghetti some pasta, like little pasta. From other uh, women. Like that's how Christians drink. You remember everyone was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I worked with a guy and he was from some little town in Louisiana and we were talking and he was, we were all like talking in the break room or whatever and there was a couple of other ladies from Louisiana too and he made mention of spaghetti and how he will not eat spaghetti from a woman who he doesn't really know. That's so crazy. And I remember being like, why? And then it was this. Is this? Yep. And I was like, oh. That's oh. <laughs> so weird. A- he was like, like, yeah, yeah, that happens.
0: I mean, I'm sure there are women out there who would think this was a good idea because their man be straying all the yeah. time.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I mean I know, like I said, on all the forums, I know women who practice like blood magic or who have done it, but to me, like if you gotta do that, like it's too much. Keep, yeah.
0: Find somebody better. Find
1: someone He's who actually wants who... to be with you.
0: <laughs> right? He's not the one. So let's talk about a couple of the weird rituals that they do in midsummer. They have the Attestupa, which okay. is the ritual sacrifice of those two older folks, right? Mm-hmm. And Adestupa is a name given to a number of precipices in Sweden, Norway, or Iceland. It's just the cliff. Oh, It's okay. not the actual act of it, although it has become linked with the act of it. Did not know that. So that name supposedly
1: denotes sites where ritual sinicide took place during Nordic prehistoric times. Sinicide is mm-hmm. the killing of the elderly. Just like in the movie, the elderly would have thrown themselves or been thrown to their deaths. If I was the elderly, I would have had to been, been thrown. thrown to yeah, <laughs> someone needs to chuck me off this clip because right. I am not going not voluntarily.
0: Jumping. So the term came into use in Sweden in the 1600s and it was actually, this is a fun story, okay. inspired by an Icelandic saga called the Gotrex Saga, which is partly set in the Swedish region of Gotaland. Gotaland? It's a comical episode oh, in the awesome. saga. The <laughs> Swedish have a very different sense
1: yeah. of humor than. <laughs> of comedy than we do. That
0: are like back in the day, things were funnier than they are now because this to me doesn't seem that nope, funny. No, nope, not but Super funny. Let's but. do it anyway. So the episode says that this family was so cheap that they decide, you know what, instead of offering their you know, spending their wealth on hospitality, they were just gonna kill themselves by jumping off a cliff. I'm and not apparently the, mad at the them. Swedish are like, ha, ha ha ha, hilarious.
1: Oh, how funny. So in sixteen
0: sixty-four, the Go Trek saga was translated and published in Sweden and it became very widespread, known. It's weird. It's super weird, but
1: I've always said to you, and it's like a running joke. But kind of not a joke that instead of like saving up for my 401k and like putting away for my future. going kill like, yourself? Yeah, like at like 65. Just fucking <laughs> be done with it and just live 65 life. 65
0: is so young. Like yeah, it is. That's too young, girl. Don't do it. Okay,
1: fine. I'm probably
0: still going to be doing the podcast then. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned <laughs> we <to rip> 237.
1: <laughs> so although there doesn't seem to be any specific association with the ritual sacrifice, in the Swedish Midsummer, the idea does have history in other ancient e- European pagans. Mm-hmm. So in Germany, for example, bonfires were used for human sacrifices during the solstice to the sun goddess Saul. These traditions seem to be more in line with what we see in Midsummer. so which involves like a massive sacrificial bonfire in the final right, scene. With those
0: nine yeah, people. Yeah,
1: the nine people.
0: So in Sweden, there's also an old tradition. I mean, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm not sure what you would call it, but... <laughs> where you would pick seven different flowers and place them under your pillow to find your future spouse. We're gonna to have to find ourselves seven different seven, flowers and test out this theory. Seven
1: different flowers. See if we
0: dream about Do we
1: have to do it like the backwards walking? I like don't the think you have sp- to do <laughs> the
0: backwards walking. <laughs> <laughs> like a crip walk to right. your pillow yeah. with hey. these seven flowers.
1: Ah, hey. ah. <laughs> 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 so, according to a brief history of Swedish Midsummer by Poe Titlam, who wrote for the Swedish Institute. This is a quote from the Yes. Book. This is a quote. And agrarian times midsummer celebrations in sweden were held to welcome summertime and seasons of fertility in some areas people dressed up as green men clad and ferns. which
0: time out this is pelic yeah this is
1: pelic he was in
0: ferns and stuff absolutely they at also at the end at
1: the end when he was all like with yeah his little, i did this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they also decorated their houses and farm tools with foliage and raised tall, leafy maypoles to dance around, probably as early as the 1500s. Midsummer was primarily an occasion for young people, but it was also celebrated in the industrial communities of central Sweden, where all mill employees were given a feast of pickled herring, which they tried to get Danny to eat, <laughs> which they did,
0: she was not feeling it,
1: beer and schnapps. It was not until the 1900s, though, that this became the most Swedish of all the traditional festivals.
0: And ever since the 6th century AD, midsummer bonfires have been lit around Europe. In Sweden, they were mainly found in the southern part of the country. Mm-hmm. Young people also like to visit Holy Springs where they drank the healing water and amuse themselves with games and dancing. These visits were a reminder of how John the Baptist was baptized by Christ in the River Jordan. Well, so, cool. from what I can understand, in Sweden, they still love some midsummer. They like to go out in the country. They like mm-hmm. to get drunk. They do like to have the sex. And then maybe nine months later, there's a lot of babies yep, born in yep. Sweden. <laughs> Although I think probably now there's a lot more safe sex being practiced yes, than would back in I hope so. Day. But, well, I hope y'all learned a little bit more I about feel like I learned a little bit. I learned
1: a lot.
0: <laughs> Very fun. Next week, what are we doing? We are doing... Us by Jordan P. Yes, and we are excited. I'm very excited. This was a fun movie in the theater. It should be extra fun to watch it again. Yeah, it's a good one. So it's got Lapita oh. Nyong'o in it, and she's the best. Yes, she is. And also, I can't think of his name, but he is in Black Panther and he's mm. got him some thick thighs. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> you are
1: here for those thick I'm thighs. I'm here for those thick thighs. Thick thighs
0: save lives. They do, girl. All right, so we're doing us, and it'll be a fun time. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at room 237 the Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at room237thepodc1. Or send us an old-fashioned email at yeah. room237thepodcast at
1: gmail.com. Do not forget to rate and review us. That um, is right. Yes. It
0: really helps us out. helps us get out there and it lets us know that you're enjoying it. It does. And we really love it. So get on the iTunes and rate and review us. All right, guys. Until next time. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs>